All right, welcome to the Peyton Years, your home for Oregon State basketball, the only podcast in existence dedicated solely to Oregon State basketball. I'm your host, Andy, and as always, I'm here with my friend, Sam. Sam, how are you doing? Doing good, Andy. It's been, um, we've been anxious to get back on and do another pod, but it's been a busy time for both of us, so I'm very excited about this, and I'm feeling chippy. Um, it, this is a couple weeks old at this point, but the over the three-man weave list of the top 125 players in the country, not including an Oregon State Beaver. Um, but I think you came up with a better way to deal with it on the pod than than me just bitching about it for a half hour or so. So I'm excited to do this. Yeah, but it was a great uh, text thread between me you and Seth. So that was cool. It got um, April, yes. Exactly. Yeah, we're doing a little differently. Yeah, like Sam mentioned, uh, Friends of the Pod, the three-man weave, they put out a ranking of the top 125 players in college basketball for the upcoming season. Oregon State did not get a single player <laughs> in the top 125. So we're doing our own rankings of the best players in the Pac-12, but they're not necessarily the best, but they're who be Oregon State's enemies this upcoming season. This is enemies of the state. I think we're going to make it a traditional thing. Um, but first, like always, the Oregon State fight song. All right. Hopefully we didn't get too cocky and that still works. I could hear it this time. Next time I don't hear it, I'll say something. It's so nice to have that back. It really ties yeah. the pod together. It really is. Okay, before we get into enemies of the state, um, I think we should do a quick shout out to the Oregon State men's football team who beat USC uh, this past weekend 45-27. to The first win in LA since 1960. Sam, how's it feel? You know, I a special night. It's hard to put into words, obviously all of that. I will say that USC blows now. I, d I don't mean to rain on the parade. This is why we don't talk about the football team a lot. They suck. And that is just as sweet to me as, as ending the streak and all that is seeing them be so shitty too on multiple occasions, get bailed out by fake penalties and then give up a touchdown anyway, again on the next play. It's, it's a thing of beauty. Um, just for a little inside scoop for our listeners, I love watching Oregon State football with Sam because he is just as passionate about that team as he is the basketball team. And it's so funny to watch him die on the inside with every mistake. So as soon as they won, I thought of you. Right. Well, you were in Denver enjoying your weekend, which which it's, I was jealous of. But it was like for the Purdue game, I got very, very drunk with you and some of our <laughs> friends. And, but I knew I was doing so. But this was more of like a... By the time the game ended, I was just in a different world, and I was not going to be leaving the house for a good 12 hours after that. <laughs> um, I also want to give a shout-out to Mike Parker, uh, who the Oregon State commentator called the game, because now with that win, he is uh, called a win in every Pac-12 venue in football, basketball, and baseball. So that's a cool milestone. Yeah, come on the pod, Mike Parker. You've probably got some stories. Oh, I'm sure he does. All right, should we get into the enemies of the state? Absolutely. Shout out to, to Jocelyn Tinkle for kind of inspiring this on this podcast by letting us know that her and her sister make a top five most punchable face list. Yeah. And shout out to the three man weave for uh, perpetuating Oregon State bias, even as they come on our podcast and tell us that they're going to win the Pac-12. Yeah, it's hard to take that as seriously now. I did, by the way, DM them following that list and uh, they did not respond this time. I will say that as well. 
they also put out their uh, Pac-12 uh, list a couple of weeks ago, or like a week ago, and they put Oregon State at nine in tier three behind Stanford. Yeah, that is a that is not correct. All right, so let's get into it. These are enemies of the state. Should we start. We each have three, and we have one honorable mention. Should we start with our honorable mentions first? Uh, yeah, go ahead. You want to do yours first? Yeah, let me lead in mine because we just mentioned Stanford. My honorable mention is Michael O'Connell for Stanford, the point guard for Stanford. Um, he looks like an extra from the OC. He was a higher-rated lacrosse prospect. And the reason I think he's an enemy of the state is that he tends to rise to the occasion when he plays Oregon State, like in their first loss uh, against Stanford, or I guess their only loss against Stanford last year. Um, he really stepped up in his uh, starting role, had a near triple-double. So, And he's the easiest player to zero in on a team that was always unjustly ranked ahead of Oregon State. So enemy for me. You look at that guy's face and even the way he plays, and it's like, of course, there, he could only play for Stanford. It'd be, it wouldn't be quite douchey enough if he played at any other school. Yeah, I could see him maybe being a star at Hartford. Absolutely, yeah, it, where you'd hate him less, but yeah, <laughs> he's in no way an underdog, literally a lacrosse player. Exactly. All right, who's your honorable mention? My honorable mention is someone who is no longer in the Pac-12, but how could Ooh. we not say that Remy Martin, you, you've made me a Kansas hater. I've never had much of a problem with Kansas University. I do this year. They are going to hate him in the Big 12. Yeah, I'm curious to see how Remy does. That's a really loaded Kansas team. So the margin for error is slim for Remy. I think he's going to start off as their starter, but I'm not sure he's going to finish. Boy, will that be a thing of beauty if he has to start coming off the bench. He, there's no way he finishes the season, right? If he comes off the bench, I don't think so. No, there, that's going to go south in a hurry. <laughs> yeah, that's a good honorable mention. I should have thought of that. All right, should we start off? Did you tear yours at all, or you just got three enemies? I, I kind of have a top one. Okay, I have a top one, too. All right, let's start with our bottom three. Who, who's your third? My third is um much the, for in the same vein as Michael O'Connell, um, uh, Kerr Kreeza. He's an Arizona ah. player, which I think, you know, some teams are easier to hate than others. And Arizona is kind of, you know, even with Sean Miller being gone, yeah, yeah, definitely. Towards the top of the list for me. I just think that it really reeks of a privilege, much in the same vein as Peyton Pritchard choosing to play in the Portland Pro-Am over the summer league playoffs of his NBA team that actually pays him. Uh, to say that I would, I like Steve Kerr so much that I would like him to unretire his jersey for me, <laughs> and I'm going to put my first name on the back of the well, – He's literally named after Steve Kerr. Like, that's he why his is. name is Kerr. Right, which, I mean, I know it was a thing. I just, not everybody makes requests like that. <laughs> He's the ultimate fan. and I love Steve Kerr for uh, acquiescing to it. I think it says more about Steve Kerr than it does about Kerr Kreese. Absolutely. I mean, imagine being Steve Kerr and maybe thinking, like, to be honest with you, I'd rather not, but you you look like a huge dick if you do that. Yeah. It's really right, well, a one situation for him. Yeah, I'll give you that. I like that. Okay, that's good. Kirk Kreese, I could easily see him being an enemy. Plus, All right, I'm going to go ahead. Player. You know, he's seen it kind of like O'Connell again, kind of comes up big in big spots. And we'll see how he does with Tommy Floyd because Tommy Floyd uh, comes from Gonzaga. He was the assistant coach there. He was head of international recruiting. So he loves the international flair. They've got a lot of international players in their starting lineup. And we'll see what uh, Kerr looks like that in that system. 
All right, who's your next one? All right, I'm staying in the state of Arizona, but I'm going with a two-way tie because I can't tell who it's going to be yet. Um, I'm going with Luther Muhammad and Marion Jackson at Arizona State. Now, they're both transfers, Luther Muhammad from Ohio State, uh, Marion Jackson from Toledo, and here's my case. So Luther Muhammad, he was on the team last year but didn't play. I think he was injured maybe. Um, he's from Ohio State. He's an athletic 6'4 wing. He's going to be their defender, okay? He's going to be their small forward guy. We know how Bobby Hurley likes to get his guys to play defense. It's essentially just physical assault, 48 minutes a game. They don't even play that long. I don't know how they get it all in. So I think he's going to be easily hateable. And then Marion Jackson, I think, is going to take over the Remy Martin role. They're kind of star guard. He was the MAC uh, player of the year. He averaged 18 points a game while also being in the top 10 in the country in assists. So he's just a baller. He's going to get a lot of shots, and he might just be their star player that, you know, because we hate Arizona State. I think that transfers on to him. Yeah, playing for Arizona State and Bobby Hurley makes you more hateable on its own, even if you're someone like Boo Boo Woods, who we would otherwise adore, is one of, you know, he's a Portland basketball legend. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those are two really good picks. Yeah. Um, and yeah, if uh, which one is the the one from Ohio State is is Muhammad, right? Yeah, Luther Muhammad from Ohio State. He um, if he's who I'm thinking of, yeah, he was on the bench and very obnoxious. That that new sweep dance they do, like they quit doing it once they started sucking. But that's going to be a thing they're going to try and bring back. And so, yeah, he made his presence known even I'm really being the floor. Yeah, I'm leaning heavy towards Luther Muhammad because I was watching Marion Jackson uh, highlights, and they're just sick. Like, I think he's going to be a tight player to watch. Luther Muhammad does not give me that vibe. I think he's going to be a hatchet guy, which is always easy to uh, pick out to hate. Yeah, they, they especially under Hurley. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, what were you going to say? Okay, you want me to go too? Here, here's my second one. I think this is a little bit sneaky. Um, Like, he's going to – be a little under the radar, but Noah Williams mm. is going to be probably either first or second best player on Washington State. It's a Northwest rival, and he gets in a lot of fights. Yeah, he's a very edgy, cagey defender, and a lot of people who play against him seem to take offense with his style. Yeah, he gets in little, you know, cheap fouls, uh, much the same way a lot of Arizona State's guys do. He, um, he had a lot of shit to talk towards Washington, which made me very much enjoy him a season ago. But they're going to have a chip on their shoulder, I think. And they're supposed to be better, too. Definitely. And he's going to come out uh, gunning because I think he had, like, I don't know, two 30-point games in their last uh, three games. So he really caught fire at the end um, and has shown that I think he's going to be their guy next year. I was close to putting a Baji on here just because I don't like that people think he's more athletic than Worth and he gets all the hype for most athletic player in the Pac-12, and I personally think it's Alatiche, obviously. But I like the Noah Williams pick. That's good. Yeah, Ogbegidi I I would otherwise very much enjoy, if not for the fact that it just seems like people don't have room in their hearts and minds for for two guys like that. Like, he takes so much attention away from Warriors. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. They don't have room room in their heart. Expand your heart, people. Exactly. There, we can celebrate both of them, and also Warith is better. <laughs> exactly, and expand your heart, but open your eyes. All right, my second pick. I'm going to go stay in Arizona. I'm just fixated on Arizona. You know, we hate them. Benedict Matherin. I thought about him too. Yeah, 
And I think it's tough for us because me and you are huge Matherin fans, right? We love his story. We love that he's from like three countries at once. Um, but he is going to be their best player. And he hit big shots in the loss, uh, the closer loss, the second loss against Arizona last year, which I looked it up and I forgot that it was a 26 to 12 foul count in that game. 15 but he had a, in the second half. Yeah. Crazy. But uh, he had a couple of really big shots against Oregon State that kind of helped seal the deal for him. So I think he's just going to be the ice in his veins, just kind of killer type enemy of Oregon State, even though I love his game. And he might be my favorite player in the back 12 outside of an Oregon State player. Yeah, I mean, he, we both love his game, and he was a little bit underrated last year because Arizona. we knew the whole time Arizona State wasn't going to go to the postseason no matter what. But, like, that is going to go away this year. He's going to be celebrated way too much. And, he, yeah, he is another person that talks a lot of shit very openly and exuberantly. <laughs> yeah, and he's from three different countries, so you have no idea what language it's in, but you know it's in a lot. <laughs> Yeah, he he will get under the skin. I just remember like the in the first game between those two, which was kind of the, you know, the turning point of the Beavers season, he looked like LeBron. Like he could he I don't think he missed a shot. Yeah, he was shooting everything. He had a nice pure stroke. That's why we like him. He's just so smooth. He's got an effortless stroke and he rises he's an above the rim player at the same time. Like he can do it all. And he's going to be the type to get whistles he doesn't deserve because college officials don't want to get yelled at by him all game they don't want to get yelled at by him and he just looks so smooth that if it doesn't go in you assume that someone nudged him or something right all right do we have the same first uh top enemy who do you have i i'm sticking with arizona in the state of arizona as well i'm gonna go back to the sun devils um it's hard to pick just one but i think with remy leaving and this dude was kind of their hype man already as a freshman last year, but I'm picking Jalen House. Wow. He, you know, he's the first wave of this generation of kids who are now like between 18 and early 20s whose dads played in the NBA in the 90s, and they are going to be a new level of obnoxious. And But he's, um, he's like not much of a, player though right like you think he's going to be a starter i can't see i can't see jalen house being a starter no i think that he's essentially on the team i'm looking at the roster right now i don't even know if i see him oh really i'm looking it up well i'm very embarrassed if but we can just talk about how douchey he was last year then in the in the shadow of essentially last year he was kind of their gianni hunt when and if you're arizona state's gianni hunt you're very unlikable Jalen House commits to New Mexico. Ah, oh, okay. So Richard, isn't that where Patino's at now? Um, I'm looking through. I have no idea. Um, yeah, I'm not sure where. I'm not sure who's coach there. Shout out to Coach Tinkle. We we need to get yeah, it right. Yeah, you're right, Richard Patino. Oh, okay. Right. Well, then he I question the um legitimacy of that transfer straight up. Interesting. All right. So Jalen, your top enemy is gone. Well, that's Uh, unfortunate. But but I also agree because Jalen House is incredibly obnoxious. Yeah, it makes sense. He's transferring because, yeah, he was probably going to be in kind of the same role again for for them this year. But he on those late night West Coast games, he is going to really piss some some college basketball gambling degenerates off. (laughs) He, He really is. All right. Uh, okay. My top player, and this is a prediction because we haven't seen him play in the Pac-12 yet. 
Rivaldo Soares. So he is a JUCO All-American transfer guard for the University of Oregon. And here's what I'm worried about. is He's an All-American. He's getting all the hype for best uh, JUCO player, JUCO transfer in the Pac-12. Well, Langston uh, Watson, Wilson uh, for Washington, the guy that uh, we talked about in the last podcast. He's getting a lot of hype, too, because he was the number two overall player. But I think Rivaldo's going to come in. He's going to have a Chris Duarte type of year. He hits deep threes. He dunks. He's cocky. Uh, I don't know. Beaver fans are going to hate him this year. I was watching some of his highlights, and yeah, he just plays already plays like an Oregon player. He has a sleeve. What more do I need to say? He's he's going to give a nickname that he doesn't have yet. That's going to be absolutely, you know, insufferable to listen to over and over again. I should. That's a really good one. Yeah, I mean, the, there are so many players on Oregon right now with questionable circumstances surrounding <laughs> how they got to Eugene in the first place that. You can see why Dana Altman never says anything is because I think deep down he knows that he kind of compromised quite a bit when he went from Creighton to Oregon. Yeah, he's kind of a don't rock the boat because you don't want to see what's inside this boat type of guy. No, no. Just, yeah, just admire it from afar. But uh, I so I I also have one more honorable mention to give. Okay. I, I it, I'd be remiss if I didn't include a duck. And this is another person that technically is not going to be a Pac-12 player for another season. But congratulations to Kalel Ware for feeling good enough about going to Oregon to turn down nine hundred thousand dollars <laughs> for the overtime elite league. And granted, I don't understand what it is. And I've tried. I've looked into the overtime elite league briefly, and I still don't get it. But still, he must be really excited about their facilities. I don't think anyone understands what the Overtime Elite League is. I certainly don't get it. I don't get where all this – I mean, I get where the money's coming from because isn't Jeff Bezos tied into it? Yeah, they've got some investors. When you click the schedule on the official website, at least as of a week ago or so, um, it just says coming soon. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, but he must be very excited about um, the facilities at Oregon, of course. Right. Maybe and, he's really excited to get into sports marketing later. And with NIL, you know, you never know. Maybe he get, he gets some doco money. <laughs> Have, oh, God. That's going to be brutal. No, yeah, they'll be all over these dudes for those games <laughs> that are all terrible. <laughs> Seriously. Shout out to Chiba Hut. Um, okay. Uh, any others? Anything else you want to cover on that, or should we move to shout outs? We can get into shout outs. All right. Do you have any shout outs? I think we cover, I would, you know, uh, we talked about the football team already. Um, I feel, I feel a little guilty. I sounded too negative, but it's, it is just beautiful to see USC suck so much. There is just no excuse for that. Yeah, exactly. Shout out to the future. You can't fight it. USC. It's already here. All right. Well, I also don't have any shout outs. Uh, it was just nice to record with you. It's been a super hectic uh, September for me. So nice to get back in it, chop it up about the season. I'm really excited. Oh, I guess we should give a shout out to the what's the dinner that Oregon State is having where you can go take a picture with the Pac-12 trophy. Oh, the tip off dinner. Yeah. Uh, what's the do you have any details on that? Do you know that off the top of your head? Um. Again, as has been pointed out by literally the head coach of the team we talk about, we're wrong about this shit quite a bit. But if I am not mistaken, it's at the Portland Marriott, and uh, it's $85 to attend, and you get to meet the team and such. 
yeah, so check that out. That should be pretty sweet. Um, and Maybe yeah, I guess we'll the only no, yeah. I'd, I'd prefer not to pay, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we could at this point. But you know what? There is one thing left to say. Fuck the Ducks. Fuck the Ducks. All right. See y'all very soon.